0: Yeah?
1: You ever wonder why we're here?
0: It's one of life's great mysteries, isn't it? Why are we here? I mean, are we the product of some cosmic coincidence? Or is there really a god watching everything? Like a plan for us and stuff. I don't know, man. It keeps me up at night.
1: What? I mean, why are we at our desks talking to microphones?
0: Oh, uh, it's because we're recording our podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about it?
0: Nope. Hey. Yeah? You ever wonder why we're here?
1: It's one of life's great mysteries, isn't it? Why are we here?
0: Noises are on. Hi, everyone. It's time for Noises on. Hello. Why are you doing ASMR?
1: I'm not doing ASMR. I'm just thinking it's funnier if I did Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, and then it to... came out like that. I That's... don't hate ASMR, you know this.
0: Yeah, you hate ASMR, and so I sent you earlier today an ASMR video from... <laughs> VTuber, which I am not going to say the name of because I want to respect their privacy. ...his real YouTube channel, where it's revealed <laughs> that she has fucking Milky.
1: No, listen, I didn't actually watch it, I just looked at the thumbnail and I'm like, Ah, yes.
0: Booba. That is. <laughs> no, okay, so... <laughs> for context on what I'm talking about... I was in a server earlier today, and I was talking with someone, and we were talking about, um, VTubers and their original YouTube channels. And Mm -hmm. they're, uh... And I was talking with them, and we ended up getting onto the topic of Uh from from Hololive.
1: Uh Woohoo.
0: And she's got a... (laughs) oh god and she actually still sometimes streams on her original youtube channel i'm not going to name it but it's an asmr channel and i managed to find it with the help of that person i was talking about (laughs) her her rig and her model both are not fucking lying boy howdy boy howdy are they not they're they're so big they're so big literally when I saw the that that first thumbnail, I went, Handumboomba
1: <laughs> You my god.
0: Yes. Uh, I know.
1: Literally though, like it's fucking wild because like Yes, big titty titty woman exists.
0: Big titty woman I am do one of exist. Those. <laughs> I know. Um,
1: but I think it's more rare to find big titty woman that is also thin in the in the waist and the belly yeah yeah anyway uh what uh what is this podcast and who are we
0: uh welcome to noises on it's a podcast where we talk about voice acted media and voice acting and i'm jenny she's my girlfriend melee
1: yes i am only your girlfriend melee i am definitely not the first person that thought of this fucking podcast and invited you on yeah Which is a real story, by the way. I literally was like, hmm, okay, what should I do this podcast about? Okay, how about voice acting? That's something I like to look up and stuff. Who should I co-host with? Oh, let me try my girlfriend who also is as equally passionate as me into uh, searching up voice actors. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah, we do voice acting stuff. We... (laughs) Ironically, barely talk much about the voice acting. Yeah. Oopsies. We're Oopsies. gonna get back to that yeah. eventually.
0: Yeah. We're gonna try talking more about the voice acting, which the will movie- be a bit of a challenge for this episode because they're all amateur voice actors, as will be explored oh, in part honey, of this episode. Yes. Honey. Yeah.
1: I actually have a lot of notes during that part. Oh,
0: excellent. Literally, I do too.
1: Th- like, literally, my for the actual episode, there was not much that I put there.
0: Well, which makes sense, because it's, like, two minutes long.
1: It's five minutes.
0: Well, five minutes, including the intro theme song. Ah, uh, yeah. Anyways, but, yeah. yeah.
1: It, it made sense for that, but I was also like, but I was also like, I don't really know what else to say about this. It's whatever. And then, and then for the uh, voice acting part, I actually think I maybe might have a possible segment for that. Oh, boy. Uh... And it's Ugh. just me talking about the shit that I'm majoring in.
0: Oh, boy. Uh, so, um, yes, I forget if I've said this before, but this episode, we're talking about popular YouTube series uh, turned into just, like, a huge franchise, Red versus Blue. Halo. Oh, yeah, Halo. Um,
1: <laughs> so. Red yeah, versus they, Blue, yeah. Halo.
0: Yes. They, so. Red vs. Blue is a machinima type comedy action series done by a production company and YouTube channel, Rooster Teeth, which is now famous for shows like Achievement Hunter and Ruby. The series is recorded almost entirely in the popular FPS series Halo, though there are some later episodes that splice in CGI and other art styles. While Red vs. Blue was originally planned to have only six to eight episodes, the series now has 17 seasons and a currently airing prequel series known as Red Vs. Blue Zero. (laughs) Seasons are often divided into different arcs, with the first five seasons being referred to as the Blood Gulch Saga, due to their similar heavily comedic tone and largely taking place in the Halo map Blood Gulch. The series would eventually become more action-focused in later seasons, to the point where certain seasons were more like an action show with occasional comedic scenes. Episodes tend to be about four minutes long, but are often more like eight minutes in modern episodes. Mm-hmm. The series mainly focuses around two groups of soldiers, the Reds and the Blues. The Reds consist of Richard Simmons, a level-head suck-up with m- wearing maroon armor, Dexter Griff, a lazy slob wearing orange armor, Me too. Franklin Delano Donut, a flamboyant soldier who wears pink armor, though he insists it's lightish red, Lopez the Heavy a robot who only knows how to speak in Spanish and is exhausted with the Red Team at all times and wears brown, though he's a robot so I guess that's his skin. (laughs) (laughs) And Sarge, a self-absorbed eccentric military man wearing just normal red armor. The Blues... Yes. The Blues consist of Michael J. Caboose, a very idiotic man wearing a deep blue armor. Me too. Yeah. Lavernius Tucker, a loser ladies man who wears aqua armor. And Leonard... Yes. And Leonard L. Church, an angry and bossy character who ends up becoming sort of a main character.
1: Hey, guess what?
0: And where is, uh, kind of like, yes? Me too. Wow. And I forgot <laughs> what the exact name of the color, uh, that Church's armor is, uh, I forget. It's the exact- a shade of
1: blue.
0: Yeah, it's a shade of blue. It's cobalt. There we go. Okay. Um, uh... Yes, today we're going to cover the first episode, Why Are We Here?, and the Red vs. Blue PSA on amateur voice actors covering their oldest thing and one of their newest. Me too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we found our promo bit for this episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Melee, so, like, uh, before we start, do you have any, like, prior uh, notes on Red vs. Blue?
1: Uh, the first note I wrote when I heard the theme song was, my ears hurt, Rip, because I'm remembering when I had to fucking yeah. edit the promo. I think I might edit the next promo, too, so that you have time to edit our episode, and I can edit the promo. But, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I remember I was editing the promo, and Jenny sent me the theme song for Red versus Blue. And so I was like, okay, let me input the stuff for what we were gonna talk about for our episodes. And then yeah. and then when it came to red versus blue, it was like burn out, burn out, burn out and yeah. I like
0: <laughs> Burn out, burn out,
1: burn out. It was like so loud and I was like <laughs> <"Ahh!"> <laughs> My my levels are peaking so bad. That was how loud it was.
0: Yeah,
1: I love you. I love you. Uh, Uh, mm. Anyway, so yeah, uh, there was about like, what, a minute of the intro introducing all these people, and I was like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, I don't know who is what. Yeah, so... (laughs)
0: The episode, Why Are We Here?, starts with the series' main theme, Blood Gulch Blues, which depicts all the characters I spoke of about previously, and a few more, such as Sheila the Tank and Tex the Freelancer, who ends up becoming very important to the series' overall plot. Who? Tex.
1: Oh, not Sheila?
0: Not Sheila. Damn. Sheila, Sheila shows up, all you think I think, only in the Blood Gulch saga.
1: That's- that's not- that's not- they done- they done the tank dirty. A name- a name like that? Sheila?
0: Yeah. Um... Oh, wait, no, she does show up in later seasons.
1: Okay, good. I don't I don't know anything about the series, so I don't know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways. So... <clears throat> uh, and she also technically shows up in prequel stuff. Mm. Anyways. So, after the intro, it cuts to the Red Base, where Griff and Simmons are standing around on the roof. Simmons asks Griff a question, asking... Do you ever wonder why we're here? Griff responds with a brief monologue talking about how... It's one of life's great mysteries and it keeps him up at night. This ends up becoming a running joke and also it's what we used as the intro. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. So. Simmons clears up that he meant why they're in the canyon. After checking in on Griff to make sure they're okay... They're totally fucking by the way. um, He Uh. states that he has no clue why they're all in Blood Gulch. It's just a box canyon in the middle of nowhere and the only reason why they have a red base there is because the blues have a blue base on the other side of the canyon, and the only reason why the blues have their base is because the reds have a base. This feels like fucking Metal Gear Solid that's even in season six yet. Good God.
1: <laughs>
0: so, Griff is confused at what Simmons is saying, to which Simmons replies that even if the reds retreated today and packed up, the only thing that would change is that the blues would have two bases in a box canyon in the middle of nowhere. Instantly. <laughs> A box canyon in the middle of nowhere is what I call the skate park we have in S- Sonoma.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, it, I wrote some notes about this. I put, why are we here? Me too. <laughs> why are we still uh, here? Just to <laughs> suffer. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, at, at the time, uh, my head was hurting at the time, but I, but I put, my head be hurting, but facts about being here. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. during that whole monologue, and I was like... And I was like, uh-huh, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that should be my catchphrase, me too.
0: Yeah. Uh. Griff claims that he signed up to fight aliens, but when Master Chief beat the Covenant, everyone was worried to just fight each other. I should say that this is almost the only time they've ever tried to make Red vs. Blue fall in line with Halo. There are some <laughs> things, like how Sarge used to be an ODST but there are actually more Red versus Blue references in Halo than Halo references in Red versus Blue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess it just doesn't flow well with the story, and they're like, well, the only thing about it being Halo is the graphics, so...
0: Yeah, the only thing about it that, that like, falls in line with Halo is the things that are around them. Yeah. So, yeah. After Griff finishes his line, the show cuts to Church and Tucker, which are, who are spying on the Reds with a sniper rifle. Tucker asks what they're doing, and Church gets mad at them. so just standing there and talking, just like always. Standing around and talking also becomes a running joke. When Tucker <laughs> asks what they're talking about, Church says, "You know what? I fucking hate you, and I won't <laughs> hear me when Kenta speaks."
1: <laughs> oh, damn! Yours is funny. Mine is just sad. Oh no. I put uh... Well, okay. I had a question about how they move the characters. But I put, I hate you, uh, <laughs> I put the quote, I hate you, and I said, me at myself. And oh. I put, put, you loser in quotes, and I said, me at myself again.
0: No. Anyways. <laughs> Why uh, no? Oh, because I love you. Anyways, so, okay. um, uh, but yeah, so, what was I thinking? Oh, yeah, uh, for how they move the characters, they aim up and down to mimic talking. Mm-hmm. Uh... It would, It works better in some Halo games than others. Okay. Uh, Like, it works very well in Combat Evolved, but in later games it ends up just straight up looking like they're aiming up and down to talk. Yeah. Anyways, so. Griffin Simmons talk about how this whole thing is a waste of resources and they should <coughs> be in charge instead. They then get called away by Sarge and the episode ends. Okay. Yay. Yeah. The Blood Gulch saga is still fucking hilarious, even if First off, parts of it haven't aged too well, and also uh. there's some really out-of-character stuff, especially from Caboose in Season 1. Um, and that's why I only wanted to cover Episode 1. <laughs> I mean,
1: it, it might have been, like, a Growing Pains area, where it they were really it. It was a Growing Pains area,
0: it was, first off, it was Growing Pains, and also they were, um, they were a bunch of fucking, like, white dudes on the internet. Yeah. Listen, there's slurs in Season 1. <laughs> Oh. Anyways, but yeah, but still, I'm surprised how many good bits came from this short-ass first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Melee, your thoughts on this episode?
1: Uh, my thoughts on the episode? I didn't really have many thoughts other than me too.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, uh, basically, I was like, oh, that's cool. And, of course, like, I've also seen some of Machima- Machinima's stuff. But I didn't see any of Rooster Teeth stuff because I didn't really have much of an interest into it. But I liked Machinima's stuff, and I remember I watched their Minecraft stuff on Machinima, like the yeah. animation of Minecraft. Yeah. So it was kind of like that for me, where it's like I don't have much to say about this first episode; it's just establishing stuff. So it's like yeah. whatever.
0: Yeah. And there's all, but there's also good jokes. Yeah. And yeah, I I really li- <laughs> I I do really like Red vs. Blue. Um. Uh, anyways, yeah, onto the yeah onto the PSA. Um, <laughs> so the PSA starts with Sarge and Simmons directly addressing the audience. After introducing themselves, they talk about how they're going to hold a class on acting, specifically voice acting. Simmons acting? explains, yes, Simmons explains that red versus blue has always held a high standard for voice acting and hires uh-huh. professionals for every role, no matter yeah, how sure. small. This sure. is a lie.
1: <laughs> yeah. I had a feeling they were making fun of themselves. <laughs> yeah,
0: pretty much this entire episode is making fun of themselves. Um, Sarge posed the hypothetical of possibly not hiring professionals and hiring your idiot friends instead. Simmons then says that if you do this, you've fucked up and your friends have the emotional depth of cheap copy paper. <laughs> with this, Sarge introduces the Red versus Blue Guide to Working with Amateur Voice Actors. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Simmons says that there are many different ways of acting, but the one recommended for amateur voice actors is a simple one. Helmet filters. <laughs> this is a joke about how the Red versus Blue characters are always wearing helmets which apply voice filters. Sarge says, You say tomato, I say tomato, it all sounds the same through a broken walkie-talkie. Simmons says that if you talk with a helmet filter, then your audience won't know what you've said, but they also don't won't know What, that you said it wrong? (laughs) Yeah. This is a joke about how heavy the filter was in early seasons.
1: Oh, that's funny.
0: To demonstrate the filter, Caboose walks up and says garbled gibberish that would mimic a heavy filter.
1: That's funny.
0: Sarge laughs and says that whatever he said was probably very funny.
1: (laughs) That's me, whenever I can't understand someone.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Simmons says that actors say their craft is full of choices. And, the Sar- and Sarge replies that the correct choice is to put on a cartoonish performance full of flair and exaggeration. <laughs> he then disses his own voice acting, and Simmons says that the only worst thing is a voice actor who only uses their normal voice without any changes. Uh-huh. Referencing the fact that Simmons' voice actor's voice is just his own.
1: Yeah, um, I have some stuff about this where they were ta- Okay. Uh, I put, honestly, though, as a theater major, actors making choices really, basically, is the profession. Hi, welcome to, um, my theater corner, where I'm gonna talk about my fucking profession, (laughs) profession of choice for, like, a little bit. Yeah. From what I learned from all the classes I've taken at my college. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but basically, uh, to take, uh, well, first of all, hey, love. Yes. (laughs) Do you think you can make, like, a little weird, like, a little sting about my theater corner or whatever? I will try. (laughs) Okay.
0: I'll open up Magic's Music Maker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So, anyway, um, so, uh, (laughs) so, basically, uh, actors making choices basically is the profession. What- Actors are supposed to do that they don't explain because they are (laughs) amateurs, of course. Actors are supposed to actually, like, instead of feeling something, they're supposed to act. Like, actively do something towards their other person. Like, their scene partner. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, actors will use, use, like, active verbs. Like, to break. To question. To scold to befriend that kind of stuff
0: yes
1: (laughs) that's something that amateur actors will not know in any like voice acting um theater i'm specifically talking about theater but theater applies to all realms of acting so Mm -hmm. so (laughs) they don't say that stuff and actually i don't know if this is (laughs) i don't know if this is well known to a lot of people over the top performances are usually not the go to if you want to be what recognized as a great actor. Yeah. Yeah. Cartoonish performances are not the best way to showcase your acting. It's good for voice acting. Yeah. Probably not good in regular acting.
0: Yeah. It's like that thing that your um that, 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 that one teacher you had said where they were like, Mark Hamill's a better voice actor than he is traditional actor. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Jason Heil! Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, basically, it's basically that. It's good for voice acting. If you're good with your voice, that's good. In actual acting, you want to be more physical, and you want your actions to be over the top versus your voice being over the top. Yeah. So, that was a little tidbit, and um, they say a thing next...
0: Yes, Sarge talks about how he's impressed at how well Simmons hides his accent, and then Simmons mentions that he grew up in both Scotland and West Texas, and <laughs> uses his supposedly real voice and talks in a combination of Southern and Scottish dialect. <laughs> Sarge then says that this shows that voice acting is all about subtlety and the art of understatement!
1: <laughs> uh, I said that I love that delivery because, yeah, oh god, it's everything it's yeah, so no,
0: like, good okay so like this is a little bit of a, a thing i checked on the red versus blue wiki and apparently at some point the um like members of Rooster Teeth have said that uh Sarge's voice actor is the closest to um an actual like actual professional voice acting that they'll really get for um for red versus blue <laughs>
1: Yeah, apart I Apart from, like, thought minor that.
0: roles. Apart from, like, minor roles. They've had actual professional voice actors in some minor roles for Red vs. Blue, like Aaron Hansen was in an episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So. Um, Sarge then says that your friends won't be able to be subtle, and so you'll have to work with them on volume control instead. <laughs> to present the intricacies of volume control, Simmons brings in Caboose, who almost always shouts all his lines in the actual show. <laughs> In the next oh. scene, Caboose tells a vague definition of how to control volume while poorly controlling his volume in various <laughs> different situations. Wow, oh. he's really bad at that. Like, just use letter P while talking into my microphone. <laughs>
1: uh. Oh God. Uh, that volume segment, the the volume control segment, made me start laughing so
0: hard. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because because I'm like, oh my God, this is gold. Yeah. Um, Volume control is very, very good, especially in acting, and and depending on where you're acting, too. If you're acting on camera, you can can whisper as much as you like. Like, it doesn't even matter. The mic will pick up your voice. But if you're in a theater, it just sounds like this. Hi, I'm talking. Can you hear me? I am talking right now. Yeah. Could you hear me, babe? Uh, sort of. Exactly. But... You didn't know what I was saying, right? I knew
0: what you were saying, but yeah.
1: like
0: I was, but like it was but like it was not the preferred way of hearing that.
1: Right. That's what that's what uh volume control is basically at, uh like uh we use a word in the theater profession called projecting, which means that you're making your voice louder without yelling. Yeah. Which I'm way too good at. <laughs> Only because I'm I've been raised around a very loud family, so... Yeah. uh, Yeah. And, uh... So, that segment happens, and he says... He says, and scene at the end. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, oh, god, you're making me flashback to my acting classes.
0: Yeah. And then he goes, Uh. and scene. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh.
0: Ugh. Anyways, so... Ugh. Alright, so, in the next scene, Sarge and Simmons mention the fact that a warm-up can be very helpful for a voice actor. They first practice with Pad Kid Poured Cold... <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> Pad Kid Poured Curd pulled Cod. Uh, oh, then they do it twice. And then forwards and backwards, which Sarge is unable to do, but Simmons is almost able to do. They then congratulate each other on not making any mistakes before staring at the camera.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Just- because they obviously yeah. did. Um... Mm, I will yes. say, I will say, uh, I'm sorry, I've been going a lot into in my Go theater on. corner. Literally, this is all my notes here. Um, uh, vocal warmers actually are a very good way to warm up your voice, I think, especially as you have voice actor. Theater theater actors also use this as well. I'm not sure about TV or movie actors. I would guess that they do, but, mm-hmm. but it depends whether they've been um, uh, trained or not. So... Uh, I have some I have some examples of vocal warm ups if you're okay with that love.
0: Sure, go ahead.
1: Okay, so uh, there is one uh, that also the audience can also practice with me because you have to really enunciate this shit. You cannot just say it regularly. So the first one I have for y'all is red leather, yellow leather.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, red leather, yellow leather.
1: Yeah. Okay. So. You would want to go red leather, yellow leather. Red you
0: leather, yellow leather. You would not yellow, say leather. this, and
1: you would never say. Sorry, you would not say this in regular conversation ever. But this is to help you in your performances. Otherwise, you start like sa- sounding mumbly, and you just kind of like slur your words together, and it's kind of it's kind of like a uh, very incomprehensible and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> if you could tell, I was trying to do an example of that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah, so, uh, yeah. so base
1: yeah, you don't you don't just do it slowly. It gets harder as you try to do red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather blah, blah, blah. Red Things leather, like leather yellow
0: leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Bleh.
1: Yep, see? Yeah. Like that. And
0: <laughs> <Admirable, laughs> I... I honestly didn't like speed up that much during that.
1: Yeah, but still <laughs> Uh, my next one is Unique New York.
0: Unique so, New York, yeah. Yeah,
1: that one is Unique New York. You need New York. You know you need Unique New York.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, my um, my drama teacher in middle school uh did that one a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. mine yeah, Unique did... New
0: York, Unique, un... uh... <laughs> <laughs> Unique you New even... York. Unique New York. You know you need Unique New York. Yeah. Yep.
1: Y'all, so, technically, it's a bunch of tongue twisters where if you slip it up, you say something wrong. You could also use "Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers," but um, I'm not very fond of that one. I like. I usually like red leather. I like red leather, yellow leather, and Unique New York. Uh, I have two more. Are you okay with this?
0: Yes. Go ahead.
1: Okay. So. My next one is "I'm a pleasant mother pheasant plucker."
0: yes, I like that one <laughs> I, I um i that also reminds me of another one of my favorites-hmm I slit the sheet the sheet I slit upon the slitted sheet I sit
1: yes <laughs> yes <laughs> all right, uh I am literally trying to look this up, so <laughs> okay, here we go. Here it is. Yeah. you ready? yeah. I am a mother pheasant plucker. Yes. I pluck mother pheasants. I am the best mother pheasant plucker that ever plucked a mother pheasant. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, if you say that, you that is the best way you can say it slowly. But if you say it fast... Yes. If you say it fast, it's... I'm a mother pheasant plucker. I pluck mother pheasants. I'm the best mother pheasant plucker that ever plucked a mother pheasant. Yes. But you'll end up cursing if you you'll do it wrong.
0: Saying, you'll end up saying motherfucker. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And my last one is one of my favorites that my high school teacher used to do a lot. Yeah. Ready? Yes. <laughs> Repeat after me, Bim. Yes. What to, to do to die today?
0: What's a to do to die today?
1: At a minute or two to two.
0: At a minute or two to two.
1: A thing distinctly hard to say.
0: A thing distinctly hard to say.
1: But harder still to do.
0: But harder still to do.
1: We'll beat a tattoo at twenty to two.
0: We'll beat a tattoo to twenty to two.
1: A rat tat 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 tat
0: a rat tat 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 two,
1: and the dragon will come when he hears the drum.
0: And the dragon will come when he hears the drum.
1: At a minute or two to two today.
0: At a minute or two to two today.
1: At a minute or two to two.
0: At a minute or two to two. Okay.
1: That one you for sure have to repeat after someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Okay. Yeah, so I hope y'all like the vocal warm-ups. I was especially excited about this part because uh, I like vocal warm-ups. They're fun, and um, you really have to enunciate so you could say your lines properly and actually, like, sound better. I don't know if I sound better or not. Depends on whether you have to listen back to this or whatever, but yeah, fun little tidbits.
0: Yeah, anyways, so... Uh, but yeah, so, yeah, there you... Uh, they then congratulate each other on not making any mistakes before staring at the camera. Just like that person <laughs> outside your window is doing. Oh, they're climbing in. <laughs> so, in the next scene, Simmons mentions that a good voice actor makes sure to get their script as soon as possible to get the best possible grip on their character. Which reminds me of a story involving the Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. Oh, really? Um, Yes, so Patrick Stewart was in that game. He was... he was the emperor that dies in the tutorial. Uh Uh-huh. Um, yeah, he was Grandpa Piss. And he... (laughs) From Monster um, Factory, for those that don't know. Yes. He, um, when he got the role, like, a week in advance, the people from Bethesda gave him this huge packet on information on the character... To give him, like, the history of the land, and the history of the character, and all that shit. And he said in an interview that, that he was so happy that they did that, and he wished that, uh, like, every job that he ever took, like, gave that much effort. Oh, um, yeah. And, and he's a character that dies in the tutorial.
1: <laughs> okay, so, the reason why Patrick Stewart says this... I can go into that, if that's okay, love. I'm go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, for actors... You're actually- Okay, before you actually go into the role, there's a lot of prep work that you gotta do. I'm gonna be honest, I'm in an advanced acting class right now, and oh my fucking god, there was so much shit that I had to fucking prepare for before I had to go into my scene. Like, Mm. we took two weeks, four days in two weeks, just prepping character work, which is basically like, okay, who's your character- where are they from? What time period are they, in? are they in? What are their relationships to the other people? What is... uh? What How are they feeling in this current scene? How are they in general? Like, what was their life before this? That kind of stuff. Yeah. And, like, it, as an amateur looking for, from the outside, you think, oh, all you have to do is just act, right? No. You have no. to know your character inside and out. Before you can get into it and be like, oh, this is the thing that, this is why my character does this. And it's a very hard thing to do because you're not supposed to judge your character at all as an actor. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. Um, so, yes. But, uh... Uh, so next scene, Simmons mentions that a good voice actor makes sure to get their script as soon as possible to get the best possible grip on their character. Sarge then says that the random fucks you get will only read the script the moment you have. To, they have to say it into a microphone. Oh. Simmons says that you will have to break things down to your voice actor, and this cuts to a scene where Simmons is helping Doc, who's a character I haven't spoken about. He's a medic who doesn't belong to the Reds or the Blues. Yeah. Um, and Doc says a line enthusiastically, and then Simmons tells him that in this scene, the character's confronting the person who murdered their wife. Doc is confused and needs help Get and help. Yeah. Doc is confused and keeps needing simpler versions until Simmons just says, You mad! And Doc gets upset at Simmons for controlling him so much. <laughs> Simmons then says that on the bright side, he can get an ignorant actor to say whatever you want them to. Doc yeah. then says into the mic that he needs an adult diaper and will record Doc's lines later, saying he need- made a mess before realizing he shouldn't say that and then saying that everyone involved is fired. This is a joke about how Doc's voice actor is actually their boss. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, it's actually funny. Um, so, uh, is it okay if- I know yes. I've been explaining a lot about- No, leadership. go ahead.
0: It'll, like I, I, we, we, we did an episode on a shorter thing than usual, so uh, all this extra stuff is definitely appreciated.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it explains to our listeners the ins and outs of what actual acting in a professional field is. And this is funny because I am not an actor myself. I am more of a stage manager behind the scenes, whatever. But I've taken a lot of acting classes because that's all the classes I have at my college. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, it's funny because they say this where the people literally don't do anything until they get the script. In reality... Actors have to do the most research about their characters and things like that. Like yeah. if it wasn't if it wasn't a new play, they would have like let's say it's Pride and Prejudice because that's the first thing that came into my head. Yes. They would have to know what the book is about, what the plot is, what their characters are, and like looking up what the the language is at the time and what it means because you know, Jane Austen English is different than normal English right now. It may yeah. be similar, but they're, but it's more elevated, and one thing that's incredibly convoluted like a convoluted sentence which would probably just mean I don't like you. Yeah. Basically. So, uh, when they said that, I was like, oh, actors actually have to be very prepared. They don't just do acting. You can't just jump into it. You have to do all this other stuff. And also, another thing that people actually do not know about. This is a very like very lesser known thing in the uh, industry of acting and entertainment in general. Despite what y'all think, actors do not have the highest role in the production side. Like yeah. they might be well known, but they're actually at the at the bottom in comparison to everyone else. At the top is the director. So mm-hmm. the director is technically the person that tells them what to do. This is how they act. This is how they'll be. And also stage managers will be like, "Okay, you have to stand here so the light can hit you. So find your light, things like that. Uh here's your props. Here's your thing. Please be in charge of this. You we will uh we will not touch your props in any way. You're responsible for your props." Kind of that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um The only special cases in which actors are kind of above these people are very well-known actors who make very good choices, like, really bold choices. The first person I can really think of is Johnny Depp. Yeah. Uh, I- if I recall correctly, there was a story about Johnny Depp and his role on Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, he made a choice, and they're like, okay, well, let's roll with it. And so that's why the pirate Jack Sparrow is the way he is in the movies, Because he made a choice, and then that's, everyone went along with it. So, Mm -hmm. um, but otherwise, be nice to your production team, you might make connections, and don't act like you're hot shit, because at the end of the day, directors and stage managers are your bosses. Yes. And you could get fired.
0: Yes, there's a difference between, like, trying a thing with a character and people like it, and then, uh, there's a difference between that and going, like, and going like, hmm, yes, I'm the absolute authority on this character. You're not. You can make suggestions, and then people can pick up on those suggestions.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially and- with your director, because technically, your director is the artistic side of everything. That's why they're directing this.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, oh, there was one joke that I, uh, I, I left off on. Uh, But yeah, Doc says into the mic that he needs an adult diaper to record Doc's lines later. With how terrible my bowels are, I'm surprised I haven't shown the podcast yet.
1: (sighs) I think you really should not. That was way Um, too much information.
0: Sims then says that if you think amateur voice actors will be low maintenance, then you have another thing coming, especially if they think they're funnier than your script. (laughs) The show then cuts to Sarge doing about 50 variants on the phrase, hands up, and eventually going to a spirited away reference. Mm-hmm. Soons then says that since Sarge is the boss, he usually just smiles and nods. Like Melee, when I talk about something fucking incomprehensible. Um,
1: <laughs> Basically, but uh, in reality, technically I'm your boss on this podcast. <laughs> yes,
0: technically it's you're weird. my boss, but at the same time, I'm the editor.
1: Yeah, but uh, I so have you to-
0: realize that, So you, you realize that I get to keep in whatever I want. <laughs>
1: yes, but I also tell you when I you need to cut things out. It's like yeah. I said earlier, be nice to your production team. I could just not upload this episode.
0: I could upload the episode.
1: <laughs> could you? I, know how to, I could I delete know how to, it.
0: But, and then I could re-upload it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so...
1: Anyway, but, uh, be- enough of the playful meanness. <laughs> but, yeah, um... So, yes. Yeah, improv- but, like, they say this, but I'm gonna be honest- Sometimes improv can work. sometimes improv doesn't work
0: it yeah, sometimes it can work. but um if after you try it, you should always ask your uh, ask your director if it worked.
1: yeah, or or just ask beforehand. Well, there's one example of someone that improvs that they didn't need any like f- uh, permission before, but they keep it in because it's so good. Uh, I spe- I'm specifically thinking of Steve Carell on The Office. Um, there is a line in a certain episode that's improvised that people uh, remember from the episode for such a long time. Do you know the dinner party episode, babe? Yeah. So, you know when St- uh, Michael goes, snip, snap, snip, snap, you have no idea the amount of physical turmoil three vasectomies has on a person? Yeah. That line was improvised. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that that just shows you like the genius and some of the some of the greatest lines could be improvised as well. So mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of more depending on who who you're working with. If your director wants you to do it as is the script, you do it as is the script. If they are cool and lenient and allow for improv, you could try some stuff out. If you're if you have an idea for a joke. But otherwise, you try to stick to the script as much as you can. Oh, someone's at the front door. Sorry. (laughs) I'll be right back, Mm -hmm. babe. I'm sorry. Okay.
0: Okay. So, in the next scene, Simmons and Sarge give some closing commentary. Sarge mentions that you want to choose your battles and prepare to lose them all. Simmons mentions (laughs) that you should always listen to your scene partner. When turning to Sarge for confirmation, Sarge says, Absolutely, Lopez! (laughs) (laughs) Sun <laughs> says that listening can allow you a riff on your scene partner, making dialogue sound natural and allowing actors to get to know each other well enough to fish each other's and then he pauses to let Sarge finish, but then he doesn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say the one thing that they were talking about that a is real, yes. the scene partners thing, you gotta listen to your scene partners.
0: Absolutely. Uh, yeah,
1: otherwise yeah, uh, the chemistry of the scene is different, so let's say Jenny and I are doing a scene where we're screaming at each other. Like, we're having yes. a fight and something like that. But, mm-hmm. if it's like- If I say something like- <laughs> I'm trying to think of a thing. <laughs> yeah. You you never take out the garbage and things like that!
0: Yeah, well, you don't ever suck my dick good.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, that completely breaks the scene. And it doesn't work at all. And you'll have to, like, do another thing of that and practice it. To get your chemistry back in order.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, if for for this one, for this next one to show a good example, we'll do a love one together. Hey, babe. Mm-hmm. Yes, baby. I love you so much. You suck my dick, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well. I mean, you can, we got the mood of the scene right, but the the dialogue choices could have some more work but that's fine yeah anyways
0: (laughs) uh so um sarge compares actors to weapons saying they all have different ranges he says that christian Bale is an icbm but your friend can't play a space mercenary and so instead you should cast him as donuts evil clone that's (laughs) something they actually kind of did as a plot point once
1: Oh, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yes. oh, is this spoilers for a thing? I don't really care. I don't know Anyways, what the heck's happening.
0: It, there he wasn't his actual clone. He was just very similar to Donut and Evil. Okay. Anyways, after that, Donut shows up and says he couldn't agree more. <laughs> Simmons says that if your friend's character's voice changes over time, don't worry about it. Sarge adds, consistency, consistency. That's what I always say.
1: Why? Is that a joke on- uh, He says, char-
0: that's what I always say.
1: Oh, <laughs> Anyways,
0: uh, Simmons says that if your product becomes, uh, Simmons says that if you think that your product becoming a highly successful series makes you think that your friends might take actual acting classes, <laughs> they won't! And Sarge yeah. just says that they'll keep dialing it forever. And ever, and ever, and ever, and where are we doing more Beyblade?
1: <laughs> I love you. Um, I love you
0: too. So, Finally, yes.
1: uh, uh, there was a thing that he said earlier about Stanislavski. So, um, let me explain to everyone who Stanislavski is, or at least what he did. So, for those that are not in the acting profession or the theater profession, Stanislavski is the basically father of method acting, which is basically getting into the head of the character and feeling what they feel and reacting accordingly to it. So, yeah, yeah, that's basically what it is. That's who he is, and that's what the Stanislavski me- method is. It's a, it's a method acting kind of thing versus versus the kind of acting where it's like, okay, I'm this character, and I'm me. And yeah. For Stanislavski, you are that character. That character is you. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, uh, there is there is a bit of unhealthy method acting, but. Let's save yes. that for another another time. Yes,
0: and here's the thing with method acting. You need to know when to turn it off.
1: Yes. Otherwise, you're like Jared Leto.
0: Yes. <laughs> and not even giving a good performance until the second movie you're in.
1: <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But also, formal acting classes may not be the best way to learn sometimes, yeah. but, but at least knowing that... the basics of the entertainment industry yeah. helps
0: yeah, that thing I said wasn't praise for the Snyder Cut, by the way. It's fucking horrible. I'm just <laughs> saying that the scene with the Joker was actually decent. Anyways. Yeah. Yes, so... Um, but yeah, so... Finally, Simmons says that you should avoid the problem altogether and just hire professionals. <laughs> Sarge states to himself... Sarge states himself to be a professional... And then the rest of the episode is Red vs. Blue voice actors in live action giving their un- giving their performances in the booth. It's so fucking weird to hear them unfiltered, my god. We get to hear <laughs> some bloopers and, oh, well, Sergeant's voice actor really didn't read that until he put it in front of him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's really funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh
1: boy howdy. Like, so... I- yeah, I- I'm pretty sure that som- ha- sometimes happens, but, like, you know. Still gotta prepare as much as you can.
0: Yeah. So, yes, and then that's pretty much the end of the episode, other than, like, the funny bloopers. Which, the bloopers are funny. Mm -hmm. Um, it's helped by the fact that, um, Simmons' voice actor especially is just a funny person. Yes. Anyways, so, Red vs. Blue is one of my favorite series to come out of the internet, with the chorus arc and Project Freelancer Saga being my favorite parts. Um... If you like it and you want more like it, then Gintama is good for the start as a comedic parody thing, but became a genuine attempt to tell a story with emotions and aspect. And if you want something that's pretty much just full parody and staying around talking, then I'd check out if the Emperor had to text to speech device, which is set in the Warhammer 4 k universe and is basically Warhammer 4 k red versus blue uh, mm-hmm. melee. Any comments on both of these episodes?
1: Uh, I had more to say about the acting part, and that was uh, my ma- my theater corner. So.
0: Uh, was, was there anything to, did you want to talk about that stuff?
1: Uh, I already did. <laughs>
0: oh, okay, sorry. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, <but> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, so, all
1: of, literally all of me explaining the theater industry and the acting stuff, the truth stuff about acting, was my theater corner.
0: Okay, yeah. So, uh, anyways, voice actors! Simmons is voiced by Gustavo Sorola who's not a voice actor. Wait, yeah. wait, none of them are. Shit. <laughs> but he has done a few other characters in Red vs. Blue, such as Gene and Grog. Gustavo also does the Rooster Teeth podcast, which a very notable Red vs. Blue joke came from. Headlight Fluid. Oh, boy. And he also worked on the Rooster Teeth Sims 2 Machinima series, The Strangerhood. Mm-hmm. sergeant and Doc are voiced by Matt Hullam, who is... The voice of who's also the voice of Washington in Red vs. Blue, and also, also, a co-founder of Rooster Teeth.
1: Mm. He
0: also directed, wrote, and co-produced both of Rooster Teeth's Laser Team movies. Griff is voiced dang. by Jeff Ramsey. He's mainly known for being on Achievement Hunter. Also, mm. he's the only cast member who's served in the military. Oh, dang. Yeah, Jeff is funny on Achievement Hunter, mm-hmm. um, even though I don't watch much of it. <laughs> Donut! is voiced Mm -hmm. by Dan Godwin. He apparently played someone in The Strangerhood, and also, apparently, he just showed up one day for job training at Rooster Teeth. He never applied, he just showed up for job training. And (laughs) then they never fired him, because, first off, this was when they were really small and looking for just about anyone, and also, second, because he was good at the job that they gave him, which was voicing Donut. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Church. I wish I had a job story like that.
0: Yeah. Church is voiced by Bernie Burns, who was a founder of Rooster Teeth alongside Matt Holum. He left the company in 2020, Mm -hmm. and he also voiced Lopez Epsilon, who's kind of also Church, and Mm -hmm. Vic. He's -hmm. also the voice of Tyang and Ruby, and if you think we're gonna do an episode on Ruby, then hey, either Prim or Ava, give me $50 and I'll consider it.
1: (laughs) Uh... Because you're
0: the two people I know that like Ruby. Anyways... (laughs)
1: I, I mean, I won't mind watching Ruby, though I'm not really sure how much I'll get into it. Give us
0: $50 <laughs> <to> consider it.
1: <laughs> okay, are you actually gonna split that $50 with me?
0: Uh, if you, wanna split, if you wanna split it.
1: Oh, damn, you were actually gonna keep it all to yourself. Okay, you didn't- I was
0: gonna keep it all to yourself unless you asked.
1: <laughs> damn, okay. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm gonna keep it all
0: myself, it means that I'm willing to share-
1: <laughs> Anyways,
0: Caboose. And this is voiced by Joel Heyman. He's the voice of Bartholomew, Ubleck and Ruby. We're not doing Ruby. He's also done work for big mainstream TV shows, like Friends. Oh,
1: and boy. he's also
0: no longer the voice for Caboose. Now Caboose is voiced by Michael Malconian, who mm. played several characters in Summer and Mara.
1: Okay. Uh, yes. Was it just a thing where, it was, where it's just like, uh, the old voice actor was like, I've got a different gig, sorry.
0: Uh, the vo- the old voice actor just doesn't want to be Caboose anymore.
1: Uh, ah, he said okay. before
0: that he would. He said before that he wouldn't do it at if asked. Mm. Tucker last uh, lastly is voiced by Jason Saldana. He, no other voices in Red versus Blue other than Tucker's alien son Junior, <laughs> but he did do editing and creation for The Strangerhood, and also he plays guitar and sings in bands with his brother.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: Yes. So that's red versus blue. That's yeah, all the voice they're... actors that showed up in these episodes.
1: Yeah, there's really no other language voice actors for this one because um it's an internet it's a series. YouTube series.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I like I don't know I don't know what to tell you. It's an internet series for um in I think a mainly English company or American yeah, company, an, sorry. It
0: is an it is an American company. Yes.
1: So I don't, so usually internet stuff usually doesn't get different voice actors, so there you go, they're not really voice actors, they're all amateurs, and we had a little theater corner with me in it, telling you about the real, (laughs) the real industry of theater, or at least theater specifically, and what I know about it, TV and T, but like, all of these principles work the same way yeah so
0: mm-hmm so um yeah that's that's that the voice ac- that that's the voice actors that's red versus blue um should we do housekeeping yes okay
1: so thank you to everyone that's listening i'm melee
0: i'm jenny and our music that we use is glitter blast by kevin mcleod uh, you know him from the internet. You know him from music. He's on boop, 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 boop. And also ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ding, ding. ding. And also a bunch of other music. Like, doom, doom, boom, 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 boom. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, and our art is ha- is done by our producer, Sahar. You can find her on Instagram at Curl Kitty with two Y's. That's at Curl kitty at, Excuse me with two Y's.
0: And if you want to uh, follow us on Twitter, then you can find us at NoisesOnPodcast. That is at NoisesOnPodcast. Capital N, Capital O, Capital P. Nop.
1: <laughs> you could also find us on Instagram. We're we're we have the handle at noises underscore on. That is at noises underscore on.
0: Yes. And if you want to email us and request a show, then you can uh, you can email us very easily at noisesonpodcast at gmail.com. That's noisesonpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Yes. If you also want to support our show, you could go to... Anchor dot I forget the rest of the goddamn thing. <laughs> anyway, I am. Oh, sorry. I'm very exhausted. Uh, you could I support us. I understand that. Huh?
0: I understand that.
1: Yeah. So you could go to Anchor dot FM slash noises on slash support, and you could donate up to ten dollars, with the minimum being a dollar. Yes. Yes, it yes. is we would we would most likely use the money to or at least what we have of it <laughs> to try and um improve this podcast as much as we can since we're mainly a small operation um mainly three people,
0: <laughs> yeah so so um should we, uh, would you like to introduce the next episode?
1: You, hey, hey, babe. Yes? You know what, you know what I, you know what I think it's time for?
0: What do you think it's time for? Do you think it's time to do our taxes?
1: No, I think it's time to do, 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 do,
0: do, 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 do,
1: uh, anyway, uh, we're gonna be doing Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters. Yes. Uh, and actually, maybe for the first time ever, I think maybe Sahar might guest with us.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, cause I've heard from her that she wants to guest on this, so, uh, mm-hmm. you know. I'm- we're gonna work some stuff out with Sahar, see if she wants to- Yes, see if she wants chime to- Chime in. Or if she yes. wants just us to read a note that she says.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. There's a... Uh, yep, yeah, we're... Uh, that, that, that's the podcast. That's, that's it? Yep. So is, are we, what, what are we doing on Noises Off?
1: We are signing off on Noises Off.
0: Signing off on Noises Off. Goodbye. Goodbye. We've done all
1: the shows from that we advertise in the
0: promo. Woo!